Hi, I'm Ben Buddy Slack, and I'm the founder of The Swan Song Project. The Swan Song Project is a charity that helps people facing the end of their lives to write and record their own original songs. I've started doing a series of interviews with songwriters where I ask them to share with us one of their songs, a few tips about how they wrote it, some tips that may be useful to other songwriters, uh, and it's a bit about how music's helped them in the past deal with a bereavement or a loss. This episode features Scott Wainwright, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Scott Wainwright. Uh, Scott's going to play us a song and we're going to carry on through the rest of the interview. So Scott, do you want to introduce your song for us? I'm going to put you on the full screen here. There we go. Yes. Uh, hello, Ben. Uh, this is here called, um, this is called John. And it's a, it's a song about my dad. Point you, 
Beautiful, Scott. I've not heard that one before. Is that a is that a newer one or? Yeah, it's fairly new. Yeah, well, I haven't played it very much. That's what that's been more the, uh, the thing. I wrote it after my dad died uh, a couple of years back, and uh, it's been sort of a. I've not really played it very much in public. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful song. Yeah, very powerful. So, um, what can you tell us about writing that? So you wrote it after you after your dad passed. Yeah, my dad passed away suddenly. Uh, is it two? This will be, the, be three years this December, so two, two and a bit years. Uh, yeah, he passed away suddenly, and um, yeah, in that in that period of you know of, of grief, you know, when you're very much you're up and down, you you know, um, yeah, I, I decided I I don't really write personal songs as a, as a rule, but then it's you know when you might look at your songs, they are personal. It's, mm. it's a very it's a very strange thing. You think they're not personal, but I decided I come up with the title John, which was his name, and I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna write something. It's obvious that it's about a person, you know, and be very and by by, by writing that title down, giving it, giving it a name, um, it sort of it sort of directed me, you know, to to write what. what what I really wanted to write. I really want to express what I wanted to express about my dad and about my relationship with my dad, you know. Uh, and also, it's, 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 it's more about sort of how, how much do we really know as parents, you know, we, that, that sort of thing. We grow up and become, you know, if we become parents, we, we suddenly realise what our parents went through them, themselves raising us, you know, and we suddenly start to give us parents a break. As we get older, naturally, we start to start thinking, oh, yeah, I get the pressures of this and that. And my dad was a very, very quiet, uh, introspective sort of character. And I think it was really, in, in the last few, last months of his, of his life, uh, he, he had a stroke for the last, maybe, maybe three years into dealing with the uh, aftermath of a stroke. Uh, and in that time, it, it was very difficult. Um, he was more uh, introverted than he, than he were before, um, which is, well, a lot. You know, he was quite a very quiet person. And this song was more about trying to figure figure out mine and his relationship without being able to ever talk about it. And you know, when you talk to your brothers or your sisters, my brothers in my, in my case, they had a very different experience you know, of my dad than I did. And he talked to my mum. She had a very different experience of her husband than I did. But this song's really about my experience. I'm trying to work out the things that perhaps I was disappointed with, upset with, happy with, the things that I've figured out and I've settled with, you know, in order to help me as much as anything else. And, and, it's, and the reason I haven't played it a lot is because I did worry a little bit about what people who might... Obviously, my brothers, my mum, you know, and other relatives, what they might would think of it, because it's obvious you can't hide behind it. Because I've called it John. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> I've, 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 I've sort of stared into the abyss by calling it John, you know, and saying this, this, but also I can't hide behind it. So it's been quite a, 
I've only played it a few times out, and I put a, I put the YouTube video up, up of it the other day, more more to sort of see what people's response would be, <laughs> you know, uh, from from outside uh, of my family circle as well. You know, I don't I don't normally think too much what 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 people think of songs, but at the end of the day, we do want to know people like them. That we want them to resonate with people, don't we? We want them to speak to people. That's why we write them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, so um, did you? So was writing it quite a therapeutic process for you in terms of yeah coming to terms yeah. with those things? And what's it been like? So what does it feel like now with the song? Like, has it changed over time? Or do you feel more comfortable playing it? Does it still feel a bit? No, it still feels really uncomfortable yeah. playing it. Um, it feels yeah, it feels it. It almost feels like gossiping. It almost feels like telling telling people something that perhaps you know that you you shouldn't be telling them. You know, um, but also it, it is very you know it's very therapeutic. It is therapeutic to get these things out. And I suppose unless you actually read the lyrics and you know and all listen closer to the lyrics, they're not they're not they're not, not as obvious perhaps as I would think that they are. To me, they're yeah. obvious because my lyrics, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but to other people, I mean, obviously, we all know as favourite songwriters, we we try and interpret what they're saying, but we've no idea really. Well, that, you know, they might have just used that line because it just sounded good. That line, it might actually mean nothing. You yeah. know, they've used words that that rhyme and, and and rhythmically work. So, you know, I think it's one of those um, it's one of those things where you you, you put more um, stock into things than, than perhaps other people will. Uh, but yeah, I did. Uh, every time I played him, I always feel like, am I doing a disservice here to to my dear old dad? You know, you know, to our relationship. Am I saying things that? But then perhaps we need to say them. You know, perhaps that's in order to, to come to terms with the loss of somebody. For me, in this in this respect, or, the, or to come to terms with whatever. You know, we have to say it. And I think it's important that people people don't speak enough about these things. And they're not honest enough with themselves first and foremost, and that's I think that's a that's a problem with mental health. And you know the thing I've learned over over time with mental health, which my dad suffered with, you know, and I saw that I saw that the fact that I felt that he didn't always deal with that, he didn't always speak about things, and he sat on things, and and I decided a long time ago I didn't want to be like that, you know, so I have to talk about these things, and sometimes you can do it face to face talking to somebody. Sometimes you want to write it down in a journal. Sometimes you will write a song, you know, and that's, I think that's, uh, as a creative person, that's how I deal with the things, you know. And I hope sometimes when I write a song that it makes other people think, oh, yeah, I get that because that's how songs work for me and yeah. I work for you. When you hear a song and it resonates with you, you're thinking, yes, this is getting me through this period, of, you know, this period of grief or whatever. Um so yeah. yeah, I've lost my game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, but I agree completely, and that's what I think about with stuff like that, where especially where it can feel a bit difficult writing something of these kind of experiences. Then I think about how much other people's songs have helped me through those experiences myself. So sharing them like that is a very, it's you know, yeah, it's you know, hopefully it's a benefit to someone else who hears it. And like you say, people don't people don't read into it the same amount that you know writing it. Like lots of uh, 
yeah, thing with a great song is it can mean so many different things, so many different people, and it might be one line from it resonates with somebody, and a different line resonates with someone else. Some people pay attention to the whole thing. One of the ones that uh, came to mind for me when we think like that, that is you know Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven. So that was yes. written about his child that died, wasn't it? And uh, I remember thinking, like, I don't know how he plays that song without. Um, but I mean, it must have been a therapeutic thing for him to get through writing it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, and Nick Cave's talked about it as well with, you know, the performing after his son's death and saying how yeah. therapeutic he's found it um, to yeah. continue writing the songs and to be connecting with his audience and um, that kind of stuff. And um, the last thing I was just going to say from what you said there, then we'll move on to the next section, is, um, you know, acknowledge, it's a very common thing with, with the swan songs that I've been writing with people, yeah. is people are writing, you're writing a song which is about a relationship, but they want to acknowledge that it's not always been perfect. You know, so a lot of times it's kind of a temptation to like, you know, uh, you know, like the stereotypical love song where everything's just shiny and rainbows. Yeah. Whereas what what yeah. seems to happen a lot is people say like, and it's always a difficult balance because like I don't want to sound like I'm slagging someone off, but also I don't want to pretend like we didn't have issues or we didn't have hard times. And uh, yeah, so I think I think it's 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 the way to do that's, it. Well, that's exactly that's exactly the way. I feel about this song, you don't want to be critical. I don't want everybody to know the, you know, the the, the, the dirty laundry, you know what I mean? It's, I don't, you know, the things that went on between my, me and my dad, between me and my dad, really, you know. And uh, But also, I think it's important that people do realise that relationships are not always so straightforward. We have anybody, you know, yeah, and yeah. and in knowing that, I think that will help you to, to deal with, with relationships, to, to iron out those creases, you know, that, that we have. And uh, unfortunately, with my dad, I didn't get—I didn't feel like I got that chance. And I think that's another thing as well. I didn't get that chance to iron out some of those things. And and I think that that—that that is really what I wanted to say in the song. You know, uh, it's a shame that that we didn't get the chance. And going forward, make sure you get that chance with people. Take that chance with people while you've got them with you. You know, that's the, that's the important thing. You know, don't leave it till it's too late. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that, Scott. Um, we'll move into section two, shall we? So this yeah. is where I ask um, ask songwriters to give a tip that might be useful to people just getting started in songwriting. Uh, so Scott, what's your what's your tip for us today? Uh, for me, uh, first idea, best idea is is my rule. Um, I, when I don't I don't spend hours and hours changing lines around in songs. For me, I think. Your initial, your initial thing. As soon as you're happy with the, if you're writing, obviously you've got to think about meter. You know, uh, you've got to think about rhyme and, uh, and rhythm. Once those things are locked in and the lines are, are coming nice and easy, go with that. That's the that's the initial thing. For me as a performer, I shall tweak those things as I perform the songs. Often songs that I've got, I've, I've dropped choruses and and put other choruses in. It's happened naturally, and I am tried to force that out because I think sometimes you can for, try and force and force and force a song out and and it's just not it's just not happening the, the best songs and I think any songwriter will say this the best songs just come quite easily you know and the best you know so I don't spend hours and hours laboring over you know over, over rewriting verses and that once I think like the verse it once it just clicks it's got to click I mean that's it's got to click and look right I like the way it looks on the page I like the way it feels also, for me, I work very much in sounds as well as not just not just in, in in words. I like how things sound together, 
you know, with the, the chord structures uh, and the words in that all the songs I like are not just about the words or the music, it's about it all, how it all works together. So as long as when I feel rhythmically, things are working as well. That's it. But first idea, best idea for me, I've often tried to change stuff and then thought, no, it was better the, the way I did it. So now I just got, I just first idea as it comes, as it flows out, that's what I go with, you know, and let it, as, and let it grow organically over time. If I'm performing a song a lot, it'll change anyway. It'll change in loads of ways. I forget verses. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure, you know, so, so sometimes, I mean, there's a, some songs I've played hundred times, you know, and I've looked back at the lyrics I've got written down for them, and I think, so, where did this other verse come from? Because what all happens is that I'll have forgotten the verse, so I'll have just improvised on stage, and then from that, from then on, that's just become the verse. And so I just see that as, as the song sort of almost taking me, it sounds a bit, I don't know, cool kids, oh, yeah. yeah, but I, I just see that, as, sorry? So it's almost like you like you kind of give birth to it, and then it kind of grows yeah, itself, yeah. and it? it grows up. Yeah, that's it. It's got to grow. It's got to grow. It's got to grow with you, I suppose, as well. But I think initially, you know, I always say first idea, best idea. Don't try force things. If you've got a line to start a song that you love, like with this one, the title, John, that was the title. It was never going to be changed. That's that's the title, and from there it flows from there. You know, so that's you know, if you've got a line, flow from there. If you've got a chorus or you know a chord progression, flow from there. You know if you if you hit on something you're happy with, take it from there. You know that first idea is your best idea. Great stuff, yeah, it's a good one, Scott. Thanks for that. Um, and I guess like having faith in that. Um, we we talked about this earlier about like when things just come out. Sometimes they don't seem like they're maybe as um, articulate or as meaningful as you're aiming for but then there is actually something in it like sometimes you find that don't you like you'll, you'll sing something or a lyric will just come out and you're like what does that mean and then like yeah. then maybe when you finish the song you're like, in the context you're like oh that's really that's really powerful or yeah rather yeah, than um, overthinking it too much yeah absolutely i think sometimes you've just got to let, sometimes they speak to speak to you some of the best songs that other people have told me are my best songs are the ones i've spent hardly any time on yeah, you know, and you think to yourself, you know, and it's just, it's just the people. Whenever people say, "Oh, I love that song," and I think back to writing it, and sometimes I think to myself, "Did I even write it?" <laughs> it, it just seems to be there. Yeah, you know, and and I think, and I think most songwriters will say, you know, that has to be an ounce of ego in 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 doing this in the first place. You're doing it because you want to do it. You've got to have some kind of ego. But honestly, I I do think so. I look at stuff sometimes and think to myself. How did that happen? You know, I don't remember. I don't remember really sweating over that. You know, and certainly if I listen back to albums, I sometimes think, "What? What was that about?" You know, <laughs> what did, you know and you know, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah. And I think once, I suppose, once you relax into it like that as well, I think it's, that's important because sometimes people trying to force. I've known people say, "We're going to have a songwriting session," and they spent ten, you know, spent ten hours sat there and they've written nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Whereas, like, you can be driving down the street and suddenly find this urge to pull over and write, and write a full, you know, song, you know, and you're like, you, you're trying to get on your humming melody into your phone, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, it's, that's how, that's how songwriting's always worked for me. Uh, yeah. it's never, I've never been to sit down and pause. Great stuff. Cool. Yeah, thanks for that, Scott. Okay. Um, let's move into section three. So section three, I ask uh, my guests to 
choose a song that means something to them relating to end of life and bereavement. Um, what we do here, since we can't play the songs in the show, I'll put the link in the description. So Scott will tell us what the song is in a moment. And then if you'd like to pause this video, you can follow that link, listen to the song and come back and we're going to put a little bit of a chat about it. Uh, so Scott, what song did you choose for us? Uh, you Still Believe in Me by the Beach Boys. So yeah, if you're watching home, you want to pause this, check out the link in the description. I'll listen to the song if you're not familiar with it. And we're going to carry on chatting about it here. So, uh, so yeah, tell us why you chose that song, Scott. Uh, well, I had a good long think about this, and I asked Susan, my uh, wife, I said to her, what, what song should, because I love all, millions of songs, you know? <laughs> and I said, what, what, what song should I choose? And she said, well, what about a song you would like played in the funeral? I thought, well, that's a bit dark. <laughs> but, but, then, but then thinking about it, I think everybody thinks like that. I, think, I love this song played in it because it says something about me. Uh, and the, the particular song is from my favourite album by anybody ever. It's, it's on Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. And um, I, I suppose because I discovered that album at a, at, in my teenage years, I don't know, it's at a formative time. It spoke to me then and it, it stayed with me. But this particular song, it's not got a lot of words to it. Uh, it may, it's mainly, it's impressive mainly how everything works together. The few words that they have chosen to use uh, obviously beautifully sung it's the Beach Boys beautiful harmonies uh, the production by Brian Wilson of the song is, is beautiful uh, and the, all those things resonate with me um, at one thing but I think the, the message of the song I think you still believe in me it's, it's almost like without getting into a faith sort of thing it's almost about something beyond yourself still having faith in you you know we talk about having faith in, in God but how about God or the universe or whatever you want to you want to title it, having faith in you to be what you need to be, and at, at particularly low times in my life, that song's basically said, I don't know. You still believe in me, you or whoever that you is. Somebody still believes in me, so keep going, you know. And that's what that that song. So I suppose in in, in a funeral setting, I'd want to say to people, you know, what I mean, I might not be here, you know, I've gone, you know, but. I still believe in you to be everything that you can be. Everything that I've imparted from my life into your life, you know, you know, to my friends, my family, my loved ones, you know what I mean? To my children, you know, the things that I've imparted into them is that I believe in you, you know what I mean? And, and that's because I think every one of us at some point in his life needs some, something or somebody to pull us along and say, you know, come on, you can do this. And that particular song, you know, both in a, in a, in a faith sense, it, that said something beyond me still believes and still willing me to go on and carry on through some of the darkest times in my life and through some of the most joyous times too, you know, it, it's pulled me on. But also, you know, that, that, that people still believe in me and I still believe in you. I you know I still believe that you are a good person. I still believe in that you and I want to encourage other people. So I suppose it's like a song of, I don't know, encouragement rather than, I don't look at it as the best song written ever. Uh, who knows what that is in the books? Like, as, as people listen to it, they'll find, well, there's not a lot of words in it. And it's a lot of, uh, but this is like, this this choral piece at the end with just the, just, just the voices. And it's like, it's almost like they're reaching out into like, I don't know, the beyond, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, and it's the, the most religious experience I think I've ever had, you know, and listening to it in this, you know, I'm not sure, I hate using the word religion because it puts about a million people on. 
wanting to listen to anything else you've got to say. But it, it's a spiritual experience more so, I suppose. Um, but that's what that's why I chose that song. You know, if that, any any of that made any sense. I don't know. Yeah, no, that was um, that was beautiful, Scott. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've got much that I can add to that. <laughs> that was, uh, and I, what what did occur to me then was that, well, I, li- I like your method of thinking about how to get to it and your reasons for choosing it, uh, which also felt quite selfless in a way. That thinking about your own funeral, you want to be then passing, you know, passing on this encouragement. Which again, I mean, it's a common thing with with the swan song stuff. Is people want people people are thinking about how other people will be dealing with with their grief in the situation and wanting something to to boost them and give them that encouragement yeah. that they need. But that, I think that is a really nice one that, um, that, yeah, that people, that you believe in people and people can hopefully take that away. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, that was really beautiful, uh, beautiful speech. Yeah. It's funny you said, should say that cause that's the conversation I had with Susan about it, you know, obviously saying what we were, what, what this is for, you know, and, you know, I think that, we all want to be at the end of his life. We all, you know, we all want everybody to know. Well, I want people to know all the way through my life that I love them and care for them, you know. But I, I think at that time, having experienced going back to my dad, going back to my dad's funeral, you know, those questions of like everything that they've imparted in, into you is, will be the thing that drags you forward, you know, what we put into each other, you know, what we, what we impart, the good things, the challenging things, you know, even the even the as failings are the things that drag each other forward. You know, and it, on we as own lives. And I think that, that that's what that song's always said to me, and that's what I want for my songs. I suppose you know, is to is to speak into people's lives and, and tell and, and people matter. To tell people that people matter because sometimes we all go through life like, do I matter? <laughs> and I'm not in an ego way. In a like, what is my relevance to the existence? You know, and I think that's. We, we all need things that tell us, you know, that we do matter. Everybody matters in some way, to somebody, to something. Yeah, that's that's beautiful, Scott. I think that's a a great way to end the uh, end the interview. So yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. That's that's been a real thank pleasure. Yeah, and yeah, I hope you've enjoyed watching this uh, watching this at home. There'll be uh, plenty more of these coming. So uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Scott. I'll, Speak to you, hopefully see you again soon if uh, we can leave the house anytime in the near future. Yeah. Stay safe, everyone.